meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Monday morning. A new week is here, March 13th, 2023. Glad to have you with us. It is 609, 22 degrees in the capital city on our way to uh, another high in the uh, 30s. Uh, don't worry, as, as uh, Mark mentioned there with the National Weather Service, uh, you got kind of two and a half nice days in the middle of the week starting tomorrow, and then comes more winter weather. I'm surprised uh, so Mark came back with the temperatures it. like this compared yeah. to where he's been. Barry in the lead here. Mark Vale is back, ladies and gentlemen. Our long national nightmare is over. And as you heard, you can hear Mark once again here. Good morning. Mark, how are you doing today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old man, old man well, coming back. Yeah, listen, I uh I mean I really en- Sucks. I really enjoyed all your beach texts while we were uh struggling. I only sent one. Okay. It okay. Felt, it felt like a lot. You sent me another one when I asked I I made the mistake of asking you a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just asked him a question? I, I asked him a question because I, I, I was doing text. some of his weekend stuff. He's like, yeah, you do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden, there he is just laying out in Lovely. just beautiful blue water all over uh, the place. So where were you, Mark? Uh, St. Croix and St. Thomas. Jeez. Oh, or St. Uh, St. John and St. Thomas. It doesn't sound very nice. I would, uh, it's a long ways. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. It was That's fun. nice. We uh, we did a, a day tour over to St. John from St. Uh, Thomas and uh, got over on the eastern end of the island, and I got a call from a friend in Minnesota, and unfortunately, I hadn't paid attention, and that's close enough, and the cell service on St. John isn't very good, but the uh, British Virgin Islands, Tortola, is right across the water, and so I've got one day of international charges. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. So, uh, would you recommend that uh, trip to anybody else considering it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was 73 to 83. Okay. That was the span of temperatures the entire week. Is that close? So uh, it, it was a long time ago, but I went on a, a cruise once. One of our stops was uh, the Cayman Islands. Is that in the same vicinity generally? Or not? Uh, I got to think. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, it, all I know is that was like... The bluest water I've ever seen anywhere yeah, it's, uh, it's on the pretty, beaches there. Pretty spectacular around the U.S. Virgin Islands, too. Yeah. It's 1,600 miles southeast of Atlanta, if that gives you an idea. Okay. It's uh, east of Miami, about 1,200 or so. Okay. I think that's probably farther east then than I was. Uh, but nonetheless. Uh, We'd been there. We'd actually stopped there on a cruise many years ago, so we were a little bit familiar with the downtown area, but we got to explore uh, a lot more of the island. Took cool. A, Full day sail and a full day jeep tour of St. John. So, well, uh, here we are. It is now. It is uh, spring break for the university for a lot of the schools in the area, but we're all here for you. Uh, no, Mark, Mark's, Mark's back. <laughs> uh, Caleb and I aren't going anywhere. No, nope, still here. We are. We are ready to bring you uh, everything that's happening in around the capital city right now. Uh, speaking of weather, though, yes, it does sound. Like, first of all. Again, I I can complain about the weather, but thank goodness, you know, we're not experiencing this winter like Northeast Nebraska is because yeah. it looks like they're getting the snow again uh, coming up here at the end of this week. Yeah. 
And uh, it's just, uh, it'll be some, you know, it's going to be kind of like the same thing we've seen. It looks right on the line. Right on the line. Rain. As Brian told it this morning. Yeah. And that's uh, what? uh, Thursday Thursday night into Friday, right? Yeah. Thursday night, which it's weird because Thursday's high is 52. Uh, Yeah, but listen to what he says about that. Probably going to see some snow develop, especially in northeast Nebraska, but maybe even as far south as Interstate 80. And it's just going to get sharply colder. All right. That's the key. All right. Well, listen, Wednesday is going to be sunny in mid-60s, so we'll take take that. Tomorrow's not going to be too bad, 50s and sunny. And it looks, I mean, and by the way, I should have been, and I'll say it. I'll say it. I know you are all thinking it, but I'll say it. Uh, Next year, when it's like, February 15th and I'm, you know, touting the end of of winter. Will you slap me? Because Delightly. because Delightly. Mar- March is terrible. March is is many Christmas. March well, is and terrible. Next week, the end of the next week he said there's another chance of some wintry weather. I I saw at least next week you're kind of into 40s consistently as the high, which is still below normal at this point. Oh but, yeah, we should be in the mid but, mid to upper 50s. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's the norm. I mean, I don't. I feel like we're not going to get to normal temperatures until April at this point, with the with the way that this is looking with the extended forecast. So, uh, nonetheless, we move on and uh, we keep going here uh, during the course of this March. A uh, cu- couple of notes here: uh, big day at uh, City Council. They'll be making some big decisions uh, on the Lincoln Bold project, the uh, skyrise there in the Haymarket area. Ninth uh, and P. D- ninth and P. They're deciding on the TIF, uh, which and, and there's been a variety of testimony on the impacts that project will have in the Haymarket. We've talked about it quite a bit as well. Uh, this is uh, uh, the TIF portion of it where essentially the property tax amounts that uh, would go into the increased value uh, would be put forth toward infrastructure costs. This is oversimplifying it a little, but that's essentially what that is, and that's what the city council will uh, make a decision on today after having heard a lot on that issue, some why it would be very good for the area, some why it would have a negative impact on the businesses in the area so we will see what the city council does with that other thing i wanted to mention is we got some uh, street closings that are going to be impacting people today our street between 13th and 14th closing today that's going to be a couple of weeks here that's going on south cottner between sumner and south 48th closing today again a couple of weeks that's going to be closed and then vine between 16th and antelope valley parkway is going to be closed starting tomorrow um, so they've got that. They're taking down a tower crane in that area. So uh, do that those, during spring break. Yeah. Yep. So they're going to be they're going to be uh, closing those up here. So it might impact your drive over the over the next few days. Uh, what else do you have for us today, Mark? Uh, well, um, we've story last week. Uh, a Lincoln man, sixty two year old Todd Shearer of Lincoln, uh, was killed out in Grand Island at Fonner Park. They've yeah. made, made two arrests. He was found dead uh, Friday morning. I knew about the one arrest. I didn't know there was a second one, though. Yeah, a 16-year-old has been also arrested as an accessory and robbery in that death. It was kind of an odd story with it just happening out there where it happened at Fauner Park, right? Yep. Um, So he worked within that industry for a number of years and and was, was working the races there, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, two arrests in that. Um, otherwise, LPD told me this morning, quiet over the weekend. Okay, good. Quiet overnight. Good. And uh, 
last night I stayed up and I anticipatingly, anticipatedly watched the uh, NIT brackets come in, hoping to see Nebraska's name, and it didn't pop up. I yep. I have a hunch. I, you don't know this for sure. I have a hunch that they had there been one fewer team in there. That Nebraska would have made it. I think they were either the first not to make it or maybe the second. Maybe yeah. the second, but it was it was very close on the line, uh, and so the men's season is over. Uh, as Mark and Caleb reported as well, the Nebraska women will go to the WNIT. Do we know? I just saw a list of the teams in that. Do they have no, matchups no, we'll, for we'll that No, no, we'll have yet? the matchups will come out today. All they did yesterday was announce the field okay. um, on who was in as the at-large and obviously Nebraska getting in as an automatic qualifier because they're the top uh, the top Big Ten team to not make the NCAA tournament. So okay. we'll, we should learn the pairings in the full bracket today. Okay. All right. Uh, and probably a chance they could get a home game with that, Very good chance they'll get a home game. Okay. Which will be really fun because after... The women's basketball, they had their last home game. Men's basketball had their last home game. And then you had state girls and boys basketball. You had a lot of people saying, all right, for the last time this year, so long from PBA. Right. <laughs> and then probably going to get women's basketball back in Well, PBA. what if they're going – they're also forgetting the Journey in Toto concert. Ooh. That would be another reason to be in PBA. Husker Media, very big on Journey in Toto. <laughs> We, and and plus, we've placed over half the people going to that concert on this show alone. But we still got some more. That's good. We'll do some. We'll do some. We, uh, we got to fill it all the way. I up. believe we are adding this week. We are adding uh, Chicago tickets. The band Chicago Ooh. at Pinewood Bowl to no, our. No, we're sending them to Chicago to see Journey and Toto. <laughs> we also. Uh, so we're going to add that to our ticket portfolio that we'll be giving away uh mark have you seen the uh, munch what you missed from the munch madness bracket yet just uh <laughs> no, just curious i, I did you, not pay attention to anything i thought i didn't expect that you would while you're on vacation i thought maybe when you got back you had you had caught no, I've, up i've been i've been in a, a state of catch-up in and uh stuff here you know in a whole lot of ways yeah. uh the story of the first round i would argue and and caleb may have a, a different opinion on this uh, but that was the first round win. Uh, Berea boss, the taco food truck knocked off HF Crave wow. in the first round. I think that is probably That's your great. story of the first. Now we have four more first round uh, matchups that Caleb is going to give us the results of here in under ten minutes. But other than that, that's that, that's kind of the biggest one that I saw. Uh, upset and, and surprise wise. Yeah, I think it was very close. Uh yeah, fifty two forty eight the yeah. percentage on that Berea yes. boss victory. By the way, Mark, you have got uh you've lost one of your finalists. The uh the oven. Okay. Ooh. But I, but other than that that's, but you, they ran into the legendary red rooster, yeah. so you still got the rest of your final fork intact. You've got a, a bunch of your eat eight, so you're still doing all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, the, I'm a wizard at bracketology. <laughs> that is the other. That's the other, that would probably be story B. Is the uh, the legendary Red Rooster and Soresco coming to bat in Munch Madness with not only with the uh, suggestions for uh, getting them in the bracket, but taking them over the oven in the first round and uh, sets up some good matches. And, so. and another one you had on there. I know it was you it was really really close tico's cheesesteak grill separated by five total votes okay at the very wow. end of it 
Well, we're going to get those results from Caleb here in uh, just a second in sports, and then we will, uh, uh, a little bit later in the show at 710 today, we'll uh, take a look at the second round, which will now completely be set, and you can actually vote in right now at KLIN.com. So uh, that is what we're going on there. And how is everyone dealing with, uh, well, I mean, Mark, with traveling, it probably is mixed in with a whole other, a lot of things. But how, Caleb, how did it go? In your, how's it go in your family with uh, pushing the clocks ahead? Is like uh, your daughter old enough where that isn't a big deal? Because I'm seeing a lot of parents this morning who are, are in the last two mornings who are saying they're kind of in bad shape with I'm, this whole thing. I'm sure it's going to be miserable this week as it becomes more of a like, where's your body clock? It wasn't awful yesterday morning like it just seemed like oh maybe she didn't sleep great and um for whatever reason she's trying to sleep in the middle of her bed instead of at the end so she gets all bunched up and she hits her head a lot lately um that's its own thing but yeah it was like maybe she didn't sleep great her uh my father-in-law came over yesterday and while he was there it would have been regular about regular nap time about 130 is what the body felt but it was obviously 230 because of the clocks pushing forward she walked up to my wife and said, I'm ready now. I was like, all right, let's rock and roll with this. Yeah. She woke up about what would have actually been closer to three, but it was four o'clock and normally we get her up about four and we're like, all right, this is fine. She's made the switch. Got close to bedtime. She started rubbing her eyes. I'm like, I think we've done it. You didn't now, have it. Now we'll, we'll see what it looks like this week, yeah. but... But for yeah. <laughs> for day one, we're like, this is weird. Yeah, don't know what <laughs> clock you're looking at. Yeah, I had a very unusual switch. Why is that? We didn't <laughs> land until ten to midnight Saturday night. Oh my god, Sunday. <laughs> you had you no know, idea what time it was for a long time. We, we I got bet. home at one thirty Sunday morning. Okay, and so I actually watched my digital clock <laughs> go from one fifty nine fifty nine to three a.m. <laughs> That's cool. I don't I think I've ever. Late. I don't I've think I've ever done, done that. that before. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 one hour of time that doesn't exist in the world, you know, <laughs> two two fifteen two thirty any of those two o'clock minutes on that Sunday morning. Just right, but then this exist. fall we've got a twenty five hour day. Right, then you'll then you'll do it. Well, maybe maybe we do. We'll see if Congress decides to you know g- get together on this thing and actually uh, wipe this out once and for all. But I, I'll, I'll tell you what. It feels like we're more I, I thought there was some uh some momentum just kind of in shared public opinion about going to full time daylight saving time. But just sort of surveying anecdotally social media and talking to people, I think people are still people are still divided. They are on I mean, there are a lot of people who just don't like the clocks changing. But there's still a decent amount of division in whether you would go to full-time daylight or full-time standard. And I think that division is going to prevent it from ever actually happening. I think it's going to go back to standard time all the time. That's so my guess. If that, well, the, the, the bill that's up in Congress is to go to daylight right. the entire time. But so there's, th- no, I- there's no effort afoot right now, at least at the moment, to go to standard all the time. Although there obviously could be at some point, especially as... Like the sleep experts come out and say, standard is the best. Standard is is the way to do it. But it may be maybe that'll eventually be the the, the, the thing. But it feels like the momentum of going to, to daylight is actually waning a little bit here. 
it seems like that's just a total feel thing but it's kind of what i've seen it's best to sleep with a beach about 300 feet yes. from your <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, that yeah. definitely doesn't matter now a right. warm sandy beach yes no we're <laughs> we're over I mean, here I, I don't want anchorage or uh Valdez, Alaska Beach. Hey, listen. I mean, at least listen how much my my standards, my expectations have gone down. Yesterday, it was like sunny and really windy, but in twenty two degrees. But it was like sunny in the morning, and I was we were we were getting up out and about. And so I was like, you know, it's nice that it's sunny out. At least we've got that. It's that little m- sun moving in this afternoon. It's miserable once you get outside, but at least there's that sun, and it was. Kind of that yeah. little By the way, piece on of positivity. Friday, Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, we can be 50 mile per hour winds here. Fantastic. All right, 21 degrees in the capital city. You listen to KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Spirit. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. Uh, before we get to the Sound Off, just a couple of, couple of notes about what is coming up here this week on the show. I'd like you to be aware of. Uh, tomorrow on the show, re- regular lineup, uh, Joe Jordan News Channel Nebraska. John Baylor is going to be back. Uh, joining us, been a bit since uh, he's been with us, but he'll be back appearing with us tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, of course. What chaps your hide? Wednesday, Thursday on the show, uh, we're gonna get going again with Generation Collaboration and wrap this season up. I don't, I think maybe a couple weeks we'll we'll still do Generation Collaboration before we wrap this season up. Uh, but adding, as I noted earlier, to our portfolio of tickets to give away, we've added Chicago at Pinewood Bowl. So be listening Thursday, and then uh, down the road after that, chances to win tickets. There, we're also gonna have some Nebraska baseball tickets uh, as we uh, get a little bit further into the season as well and then request line friday this week going to be general so whatever it is that you want to hear this week on request line friday you can request that uh as soon as right now if you'd like to at the brickstein recognition text line 402-479-1400 and of course much madness going on throughout the week vote every day at klin.com that's brought to you by the university of nebraska federal credit union all right Let's jump into our sound off. Uh, as uh, have have you guys been following the Silicon Valley Bank thing at all? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Bits and pieces on it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a bit of a primer. Uh, the 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 long long story made short is 
the bank failed. The bank failed, and it's a pretty significant bank. Um, and it's got some reverberations. This is the second one uh, in not too long where this has happened. But l- to try and understand exactly what happened with this, this is kind of a good primer, a good explanation about how a bank goes from solvent to very quickly insolvent. SVB spiral began when it surprised investors with news it needed to raise over $2 billion. The reason being its startup clients had been withdrawing more cash than usual amidst the Fed raising rates and a chilly fundraising environment. Now the tech community got jumpy, the stock was in free fall, and investors warned SVB might be in real trouble. That caused mass hysteria and a bank run. In other words, a ton of clients simultaneously tried to withdraw funds. By Thursday's end, customers had pulled out $42 billion of deposits leaving a negative cash balance of $958 million. California regulators deemed SVB incapable of operating and shut it down. Wow. By the way, $42 billion and ended up $900 million short. That close. <laughs> almost. Oh, almost, man. It's like... Uh, almost broke Every even. time this happens, I... I, uh, I flash back to scenes from It's a Wonderful Life. When they're when everyone when they're counting the, the bank. right when they're counting the money at the very end and they close the doors and they still have some money left, always think of think of that. This is a so but yeah. If you want to if you want to try and understand what's happening, think of that. But they didn't have any money left at the end, right? When they went through that whole thing. In fact, they were nine hundred million short to do this. We're we're going to talk. I'm going to get more into this, but. Uh, well, you know what? Let's just play. Let's just play this next one here that I've got on this. This is more on that Silicon Valley bank. This could be a one-off for a small bank, or a preview of what's to come. With the Fed signaling more aggressive rate hikes will continue. This bank had been a go-to for startups over the last forty years, but rising interest rates and rising costs due to continued high inflation are leading many to take their money out to pay down expenses. Problem, of course, when too many clients do this and withdraw cash at once, which in this case forced the bank to sell bonds at a huge loss. And since the Federal Reserve is hiking rates, bonds are getting creamed. Of course, bond prices and interest rates move in opposite directions. Now, this bank had less cash to pay out to its clients. The fear right now is this could happen to other banks. Now, before the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, top executives sold shares in the company worth millions of dollars. Interesting. Interesting. So this is the question. Is this a domino effect that we are going to see, or are we going to see a, a domino effect? Of course, the the Treasury Secretary was on face the nation say, hey, we're well capitalized. The banking system is well capitalized. It's resilient. It will be fine. But there are a lot of financial experts out there saying, hey, you could have some issue with regional banks going forward with this as well. Uh, a lot of regional bank stocks were halted on Friday after steep declines in early tr- trading. Uh, First Republic Bank, which is a San Francisco lender catering to ventures and wealthy tech industry clients. Um, and so we will see. Hopefully, hopefully not that this isn't going to sp- spill over to other banks and this is going to kind of be a, a one off one off in this whole thing. Saturday, the FDIC asked officials at small and mid-sized lenders about their financial situations. They also reportedly discussed setting up a new special vehicle to reassure depositors and help contain any panic. That's going to be the job now of the White House uh, when they talk about this uh-huh. is going to be reassuring everyone that don't 
don't panic. Don't pull everything out. Right. You're going, you're going to be fine. But when oh I saw boy. that happen, it, it had me remembering back to uh, the banks that were, were failing and having issues and like, Oh, eight, oh, nine, ten. Because yep. what one of them, and there are two banks in Loop City. One of them failed. Really, and, and it was it was early on enough as all of that was happening that you know how like early on in, in COVID you you heard about like every little thing. Well, this was early on enough with with the bank issues following the 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 collapse of '08 that it was on national TV. Loop City in central Nebraska, a town really? of not even a thousand people, because of what happened at that bank, and then you started to see it happen other places, and eventually an, another bank came in, another institution came in, assumed everything there, and everyone was taken care of. So there, there was no like, no disaster for a small town where the number of people that would have then been impacted within that community. What does that do to an overall community? <laughs> yeah, um, there, there, there was a lot at stake for a small town there, and we saw obviously the the impact across the country. But seeing that happen there, I was like, oh man, that's obviously a much larger institution. There are a lot more dollars involved, but uh, but it, it still has to feel the same for a lot of people up until you get that reassurance that your money is still there and will be accessible. Now the question is with this specifically with this bank that we're talking about are people going to be able to get their money uh what should government policy be on that what does the fdic do Mm -hmm. it does sound like in this case in this case the depositors are going to be able to get their money washington is scrambling to stop a potential banking crisis friday's collapse of silicon valley bank brought down yet another financial firm the fdic shut down the new york-based standard bank yesterday financial regulators say depositors with either bank will still be able to access their money starting today that includes accounts larger than the federally insured cap of two hundred fifty thousand dollars treasury secretary janet yellen has stressed that taxpayers will not foot the bill Instead, the FDIC will use its funds to cover the losses, and the agency will auction off assets. Regulators, including in Canada, South Korea, and Australia, say they are watching closely for spillover effects. All right. Where does the FDIC get their money? Uh, good question. That's a, that's a gen- genuine yeah. question. I have, I have and no how, idea. And how long will it stretch? You know, how, many, uh, how long will it sustain to, I mean, some people might call these bailouts, but whatever, you know. Uh, to to continue to do that uh fed also announced an emergency lending program that's intended to prevent a wave of bank runs that would threaten the stability of the banking system and the economy as a whole so according to the associated press federal officials characterize the program as akin to what central banks have done for decades lend freely to the banking system so that customers would be confident they could access their accounts whenever needed so, so the, it's an uh, emergency lending program Two banks, essentially. It'll allow banks to raise cash that depositors need uh, from the Fed rather than have to sell the securities to raise the the bonds that were referenced in in the first one there. Uh, The FDIC, its primary source of funding is member banks' insurance dues. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's essentially insurance on this whole thing. But again, how deep does that that actually go? Mm Uh, all right, my goodness. What else do we have? Uh, 2024 candidates. They're getting busy. 
Good. They are getting, especially in no Iowa right now. And uh, let's get a little summary on what's happening. Former President Trump is holding a campaign event in Davenport, Iowa, in which he plans to address what his campaign calls America First Education Policy. Iowa's governor recently signed a school choice bill. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is rallying in her home state with a campaign event at a technical college in Myrtle Beach. Going into the weekend, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was in Iowa Friday, as the Washington Post reported that DeSantis has privately told people he is running. He told Fox's Brian Kilmeade, though, recently, for now, he's focused on his book and Florida's legislative session and would think about other things in a couple of months. Jessica Rosenthal, okay. Fox News. Okay, do we have to do this? Come on. You're going to Iowa, man. You're going to Iowa. That's all you need to know. And it's not to go to, uh, you're not just going to Des Moines to watch some NCAA basketball. No, no. On the other side of this thing, on the Democrats, a little speculation that New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy might be uh, looking at challenging Joe Biden as well. Interesting. Is this is this going to be a thing? I don't know. Uh, he he uh, talked on the Sunday shows yesterday. See what you think. When New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy was asked on CBS Face the Nation if he was thinking of higher office, he said he's focused on his state. That is job number one, period, full stop. He did cite his international experience as an ambassador to Germany and leadership among governors at home as achievements, but still said he supports President Biden for re-election. He deserves to run. He's earned that right. I think he's had a great run here. A New York Times article pointed to Governor Murphy's foreign travel and ideological clashes with Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis as clues to a 2024 White House bid. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. All right, that, that 40 seconds was a roller coaster. <laughs> up and down and up and down. He, he says he supports the president, but he also cites his incredible foreign travel that he's been able to uh, expand his ability to deal with things that a president might deal with. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, we talked about this a few times, but it just seems to keep becoming a bigger and bigger story, and that is, and this is especially uh, for people who have type 2 diabetes, and that is access to diabetes drugs and the shortages that are being faced right now because doctors are prescribing it for something other than diabetes. John Seymour, the owner of a small chain of pharmacies in Virginia, has never seen anything like it. I've been a pharmacist for 40 years, and I've never seen it this bad for this long. While many physicians are quite willing to prescribe Ozempic for weight loss due to a demonstrated effectiveness in clinical trials, drug maker Novo Nordisk told Fox News in a statement they do not, quote, promote, suggest, or encourage off-label use of our medicines. Currently, the FDA's drug shortage database lists over 100 medicines in short supply. Wow. And and this is on top of we had the story last week that Weight Watchers acquired this this company that essentially allows you a subscription service where you have telehealth consultations with doctors and they're going to prescribe you. Mm-hmm. I think there's a family of these uh, these drugs that they'll they'll prescribe you these for weight loss and evidently like. It's become a like a TikTok thing. It's become a a big social media thing, a celebrity thing that people are giving themselves these injections, and apparently it's working like really well. Although I'm not sure what the side effects are. I wonder about that. 
what kind of side effects do you have with this whole thing? So, like, could this be, I mean, could this be the beginning of a good thing? Or is this just a trend and we're going to find out that the the side effects aren't worth it or something like that? I mean, to me, that's an interesting question about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, has there ever been any... I don't. I don't recall. I mean, everybody claims claims to have weight loss pills, of course, but I don't recall anything ever being talked about as being actually accomplishing it as this one has been, right? For people, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll it's, see it. We'll see if the supply can keep up, though. Well, yeah. Right now, that's the. I mean, that's the biggest issue. And then you've got people with with type two diabetes who are like, okay, come on, I, like I don't have other alternatives. Mm-hmm. I need to. You know, these are these are things that I need. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, of course, coming off of setting the clocks forward right into a very fortunately timed sleep awareness week. Losing an hour of sleep because of today's spring forward time change may have you wondering why that 60 minutes of shut-eye is so important. The National Sleep Foundation has answers in its annual Sleep in America poll. It looked at sleep and mental health and found that almost 7 in 10 U.S. adults who aren't satisfied with their sleep experience mild or greater symptoms of depression. Same goes for half of the adults who get less than the recommended 7 to 9 hours of sleep a night. But it's not all bad. More than 90% of those who had high levels of healthy sleep behavior reported no significant depressive symptoms. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Seven to nine hours. I'm glad you said it because I could not repeat a single thing she said. I was focusing on the weird music. <laughs> like, why does it feel I, like we're on vacation with Mark Vale? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know exactly what that was, what that was supposed to be. What, what, what I have... This has always been the case for me with moving clocks forward or back and and the change in routine and my sleep life has just always been so generally dysfunctional that (laughs) one hour change on one night it just doesn't it doesn't really make a dent in in what things are going just in terms of and this is in i say dysfunctional because and everybody's got this i think weird hours people have kids who are waking them up in the middle of the night or dogs who are waking them up in the middle of the night or those sorts of things now if i was routinized where i was you know getting that straight same time to bed same time waking up super consistently and i'm getting closer to that as i age but still a ways away from that and so i'm always i I always hear people who are just completely thrown off by that thing and i say i wish i wish i was in a spot where that was even even possible yeah nine hours do you ever wonder though like what would life be if you were if you never got up with an alarm clock how much would that improve your life Isn't that interesting to think about if you you know what you might and you probably don't even do that because you've got a young kid that you know saturdays that that will happen with me sometimes where it's just i'm waking up when i when i wake up that, but if you that's did, what we do that's actually what we do on saturday and you? sunday is she'll she she might wake up in there but she's gonna wait till we come get her oh really yeah wow that's impressive now um, sometimes we'll go out there and we'll hear her mommy i'm ready <laughs> We're like, all right maybe we left her in there a couple minutes longer than we should uh, all right, last but not least, uh, I didn't watch the Oscars last night, so I'm interested in who won. Let's find out. Saw bits and pieces. A little bit more on that. And the Oscar goes to 
Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once was the big winner at the 95th annual Oscars, winning seven awards. The clip, courtesy of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, All Quiet on the Western Front, followed with four awards. Michelle Yeoh winning Best Actress. Brenda Fraser took home the Best Actor Award. Kewi Kwan won for Supporting Actor, noting his mom was watching. Mom! I just want an Oscar. The big box office smashes Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water also took home trophies. Michelle Polino, Fox News. All right. There you go. Haven't seen one of them. Oh, I saw Top Gun. Never mind. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I I recommend. Have you seen? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, we, we sat down and watched it, and it is bonkers. Oh, okay. But boy, is it entertaining. All right. I will, uh, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, 655, that is it for your sound off. 21 degrees in the capital city. We'll take a break. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. <laughs> I love that we have live sports in the morning. We do. We're watching a little World Baseball Classic live from... Uh, Live from Tokyo today, watching uh, Korea uh, just dismantle just destroy China. <laughs> China. Both of these teams are this is our last game in this thing, and they're both gone. But uh, Korea's up, not Korea's up thirteen to two, and I don't think they're going to stop scoring. Uh, so that's your world. It's baseball only the fourth inning. Update. Yes, but we always do. We always do. You, you get it a few times a year. Uh, you get it sometimes when the World Cup is going on. I think we'll get it this summer. The Women's World Cup is happening in Australia and New Zealand, so we'll oh, probably yeah. get that. You get it during the uh, the some of the golf tournaments, especially the British Open, uh, and then a few other times as well, and add the uh, World Baseball Classic Tokyo Games to that as well as they walk in another run. No. Holy cow. <laughs> and uh, and by, by the way, speaking of baseball, it does look uh, like... They're going to be able to get tomorrow night in at Haymarket. Good. Park. It was killed yesterday. Yeah, they they finally said after after somehow getting two games in, they finally said, you know what, we're just going to skip yeah. that third one. Friday was fine. Saturday was a little bit wet. It was not near as cold, and especially because they moved it back a couple of hours. But on getaway day, you couldn't really move anything around on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, they are going to going to have their first night game of the year. Coming up tomorrow night, if you want to venture out to Haymarket Park, you, you bundle up. It'll be okay. Shout out, though. I, I saw some of the video of the games that did happen. Shout out to the couple hundred fans yeah, who did hardcore. show up. Hardcore. Hardcore. You, you, my <laughs> friends, you are a true fan. It's 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back on a Monday morning, March 13th, 2023. Got 21 degrees in the capital city. On our way, as you heard, to a high in the uh, low 30s again. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, tomorrow and, and the day after tomorrow. And then the very beginning of Thursday looked like a ni- nice respite from the, uh, the the cold, sort of quasi-wintry weather. Then we're going to drop back down again. Weather system moving through Thursday night into Friday. Again, snow to the north of us. You know, kind of rain-wintry mix here is what they're saying. For right now, then cold through the weekend, and then uh, about a week from now might be starting to finally get regularly up into at least the 40s starting then. Uh, well, we are now into voting for the second round of Munch Madness. And uh, finally big, here. Big shout out and uh, thank you to University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union for being our sponsor, Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Company, being our bracket sponsor. And I, again, want to want to remind people and the restaurants that are involved that we also have uh, not only the plaque and the bragging rights at stake for Munch Madness this year, but Nebraska Prep Equipment is providing a prize, uh, either in... It's a kitchen upgrade with a new Hoshizaki Economy Commercial Refrigerator or a $2,000 in-store credit. Very nice. So, that yes. That felt very prices right of me. It did. <laughs> it did. So, yeah, we got we got uh, something on the line here. Somebody's going to upgrade their kitchen uh, or their food truck or whatever it might be uh, if, they, if they're going to win here. Now... I want to go through now that we are done with the first round, uh, and uh, Caleb had uh, Caleb had the results here, and, and we'll just go through. Caleb give, give you more detail, but El Toro beat Fortune Palace, Venue beat BG's Best, Stoffers beat the Press Box, and Penelope beat Daffodil. So those were the final four first rounders. Uh, Caleb will give you full results on those here during sports, but that means we're fully set up in the second round, Caleb. So let's just take a trip through the Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Company bracket. Okay. With the second round. Back up to the Northwest. Quick, quick thoughts. Quick thoughts on everything that we've got now and just reset it for everyone to get in the mindset for voting. Now, uh, how many matchups per day are on the uh, voting docket now? There will be two matchups a day day. continuing through this. So just like in the first round where it was half of each region, we're going to do that same thing. So instead of four matchups a day, now it drops down to two, and you get the first half of the Northwest, the second half of Northwest, first half of Southwest. Yep, you can go down. So forth. You can count down on your bracket and figure out what which day the first uh, the first two second round games will be today, next to Tuesday. So eight total days of second round voting. Yeah, so that will go on until the middle of next week. Yep. All right, so let's take a look at some of these. In the Northwest, your first second-round game, this is one of the two that is up for votes today. Uh, the number one seed, Laszlo's, versus the number nine seed, George's Gourmet Grill. Do we do we feel like there's upset potential here? Laszlo's, one of the Blue Bloods, kind of a popular pick, at least in our office, to go all the way this year. Is Laszlo's? Yeah, they've got a a couple of picks from folks to uh, at least from in our in house yes. here. Two people have picked Laszlo's to win it all. 
Now, Laszlo's looks like they're primed for their third consecutive Eat 8 run. They made the final fork back in 2021. Georgia's just picked up their first modern era victory in Munch Madness. I don't know if that's going to mean enough to topple what Laszlo's has built. Yeah. Now, they here's the thing about Georgia's. The sneaky here, they've got three locations now. Does Georgia's mm-hmm. and I, I still think of it when I think of Georgia's gourmet grill. I'm still thinking of the downtown. That's uh, that tends to be the one that I always always think of, just because that's uh, you know kind of kind of the uh, the the famous the famous one related to university students and nights out downtown those sorts of things. But they've got a probably a bump too because they're now. Out in the suburbs, they're, they've got a location at Clock Tower and a location at South Point mm-hmm. now that is probably helping them. Of course, Laszlo's, Laszlo's has two locations as well. Um, both of them have a decent amount of longevity here in the city. I don't know. I, I still like Laszlo's, but it may be kind of close. It might be kind I just... I think Laszlo's is a hard. It's got a high Q rating. Yeah, in town. it's just got a high Q rating. It's, it's a tough one to beat. Um, and I think, yeah, and probably more more exposure to more people. I would guess. We'll see though. That's why they play the game. Second matchup today: Yaya's versus Lead Belly in the Northwest. Uh, I got no idea what to. <laughs> I I I got Lead Belly in this, but I don't know what. I don't can't really make a a case. Necessarily for them against Yaya's again, two places that are really well liked, right? Well liked, widely liked. Yaya's mm, got another location now outside of downtown. Again, this is two downtown centric places, and Yaya's has been for longer than Lead Belly. Yaya's now has a another location in East Lincoln. I I've got no reason to go one way or the other on this one. It's really tough. This this looks like I mean. Seated, it's a four five. Yes. It's supposed to be a yep. really, really tough matchup, and that's Good exactly what it looks someone. like it's going to be. Uh, then uh, Dish versus De Leon's. That's a six seed versus the three seed. Dish is six. De Leon's is that'll three. be tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow. Uh, I I just have a feeling De Leon's is going to do well uh, in this whole thing. It just I yeah, really, it, it feels like there there's something. Feels like their time has come. It may. We'll, I, we'll see. We'll we'll see if De Leon's becomes a lot like some of the others that have been super vocal to get in. And uh-huh. is it just a flash? Is it yeah. is it one win and out? Right. Dish hopes so. And, and and again, test out the theory that I put forward many times is that it's harder for single location, critically acclaimed, special occasion type restaurants yeah. to do well. And that is you know what Dish definitely is. And that's a compliment. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a compliment. It's a <laughs> it's a it's one of the you know uh, the f- true foodies would may say uh, it's one of the best if not the best places uh, for food in the city. So uh, then uh, Hacienda Real versus legendary Red Rooster. All bets are off when you're talking about Soresco. Yeah, Soresco, I mean, tomorrow's the day. It's a, but they need, to, they need to be aware Hacienda Real doesn't play, okay? Hacienda Real has some serious fans. That I seem to underestimate a little bit every year mm-hmm. when we do this bracket. Well, they, they've got serious fans, and then there's also the just the Lincolnite vote. Yeah, like you, you are literally sorry, Soresco, yeah. but you are going against the city of Lincoln again. in every single round. And again, two locations: one way south, one way north. That helps them as well. Mm-hmm. I just le- legendary Red Rooster can't rest on their laurels here on this one. Now, Hacienda Real is trying to break 
Um, they went one win and then lost in the second round back in 2021. Last year, I guess they did get two wins before losing to Muchacho. So trying to at least get into that uh, savory 16 again. Uh, Muchachos versus Sultan's Kite as we move in to the Southwest region. Uh, and, you know, uh, Muchachos is... In- if Muchachos is trying to win, it's hard to see them lose. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a real tough road. Sultan's Kite did get their first win after getting bounced in the first round both of the last couple of years. They did get a victory first round. Muchachos has been to the final fork both of the years they've been in it. Yeah. Uh, tea, uh, excuse me, Cheesesteak Grill versus Paisanos. Another one that my own, I, I have wrongly underestimated the strength of the Cheesesteak Grill fan base before. (laughs) And so I, I still think it's probably Paisano's here, but I don't, I I mean, I am, I I realize now that cheesesteak grill could, could, could pull the upset here in seed, uh, which would be a 12 over a four. They already knocked off Tico's the five, which was a, an impressive win there. Man, Uh, Paisano's has not done less than, uh, less than two victories. They've made the savory 16 both years. They're a power. They are a power in this thing and a true Final Four contender, potentially setting up a Muchachos Paisanos matchup Ooh. in the next round if they do that. Then moving down that same side on the Southwest uh, part of your Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Company bracket, Mary Ellen's versus Tina's. Two really strong Munch Madness restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to. I have Tina's, but I don't feel confident. In it, that, that becomes another coin flip. Yeah. Coin flip there. Yep. And then uh, Nine South versus Green Gateau. Nine South Chargrill versus Green Gateau. I like this matchup, too. This is a really one. I uh, give Green Gateau the slight edge. Well, Green... it, as you should, because these two met in the second round last year. Same matchup, huh? Same matchup. And Green, Green Gateau, Gateau was victorious. All right, real quick, going down the now the east side of the bracket from top to bottom. Uh, Isles versus La Paz. Matchup one. I'm taking Isles all the way this year. We'll see. I'm taking Isles all the way this year, so I've got them here. But well, this will be a great matchup. Isles and La Paz met in the second round last year. Yes. Isles was victorious. Honest Dave's versus Engine House Cafe. I mean, these matchups are great. These are really good matchups. Honest Dave's and Engine House met in the second round last year. And Engine House won, right? Or did Honest Dave's Honest Dave's, Honest Dave's was victorious. Won? Okay. Honest Dave's, all right. But that this is the fun part about knowing the, the how the sixty four team bracket or sixty four restaurant bracket has gone. Now you start to see some of them that have gone against each other yeah. before. Uh, Super Taco versus Berea Boss. Ta- Can Berea it's Boss a, do ta- it again? It's a taco matchup there. I love that matchup too. Um, but yeah, we will have tacos in the uh, savory sixteen, no matter what. Yes, coming from that part of it, and then uh, Fat Jacks versus Hayoya. There's your barbecue. There's your barbecue. Exactly right. Can Fat Jacks pull the upset and go on the run here? Hell yeah, the two seed Fat Jacks, a seven seed. Hell yeah, trying to run back to the runner-up position. They were in the championship last year. Then going down to the southeast, Norm's on 48th versus the Eatery, right next door to each other. <laughs> has anyone checked Has anyone checked the marquee yet? Um, oh, I actually I, I saw it. They, they posted about it. Let me pull it up here. Okay, I, was, I assumed... Because, as I said uh, last week on the show... Because it made me laugh. Yeah, here it is. Much Madness. Like a good neighbor, stay over there. (laughs) Next door. 
I, I do believe that it is visible, that Marky may be visible from some of the seats inside of, <laughs> of the eatery. Like uh, a good neighbor, eatery stay needs to over fire there. back. I think eatery, <laughs> I think so. I want to see somebody fire back at Norm's at some point because they're running roughshod lately. Uh, next matchup would be the five seed Piedmont Bistro versus the four seed Ramos Busters. No idea. No idea what's going to happen in that one. Well, for both of these establishments, it's kind of new territory for the fact that one of them will be getting into the Savory 16. Piedmont just picked up their first modern era victory. Um, Ramos Busters didn't make the field last year. Two years ago, they uh, beat Sebastian's Table before falling to Momo. And then uh, RIP Sebastian's (laughs) Table, man. Uh, El Toro versus Venue. Is this a year venue? Uh, venue is kind of like dish, right? Kind of like, kind of like dish in the same way. But venue with, the, I thought venue had an impressive victory there over BG's best percentage wise, mm-hmm. and so maybe this is the year venue keeps it going into the savory sixteen. It's a rematch of the twenty twenty one first round matchup where venue was victorious over El right. Toro. I think I have venue in that one, and then uh, last but not least, Stuffers Cafe versus Penelope's Little Cafe. That little cafe has got back-to-back eat-eights under their belt. Cafe versus cafe there. And until un- until I see different with Penelope's, I, uh, I'm i picking the chrome grasshoppers in that one. It's tough to go against Penelope's right yeah, now. it really is. All right, so that is your second round. Just a little bit of a preview. Those are all will all be up for vote over the course of the next week and a half. Two a day, top left to bottom left, top right, to bottom right, in that order on your Lincoln mattress and furniture company bracket. All right, 724, Caleb's got to check sports coming up next on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. All right, it is time to count them down, so let's get started with number five. Lincoln City Council agenda for this afternoon's meeting would be the largest ever private building project TIF allowance. Uh, up to $24 million in tax increment financing could go to Lincoln Bold High Rise if approved. Yeah, this is uh, this is the, the, the that high rise there, 9th and P, where... Melikar's 66 has been there for a long time. We've talked quite a bit about it over the course of the last couple of weeks and some of the opposition that it's gotten within the, especially within the business owners at the Haymarket. Uh, it, 
you know, you've got I I, I know from the city level, um, you've got people within the administration who have been talking positively about it. I know Dan Marvin has, um, you know, had some had said some things, and 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 I know like the, the some of the stories now are just kind of him going to bat for Tiff and the idea of of Tiff as well. But it does make me uh, make me think perhaps that this is something that is still going to have success at the city council level even despite some of the concerns that have been brought up and I, you know I guess we'll see I I still going back to our original conversations uh, about this I do understand very much the the concerns about how it will impact the businesses while the construction is going on Um. But I don't know after after it's all over, after it is actually built there and up, and those those sorts of things. I'm not sure exactly what the biggest concern is. If it's about something that's kind of impacting the character of the Haymarket, or if it's something that's more about parking. Again, we talked about how there are those parking garages in the area now. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this whole thing. But would definitely change the Lincoln skyline if this thing <laughs> yes, went up because it, yes, it, it is. Would is uh, very significant, and this is a big, like you said, Mark, this is a a big chunk of TIF here with this one. $24 million in TIF money. And and that that number is well above what some legislation before the unicameral uh, that's proposing a $20 million, anything over $20 million in TIF would have to be voted on by the people. Interesting. That, uh, I, okay, that, that, I didn't know that that's what was in that bill. All right. Yeah, uh, so... But you know this. This, this is would be getting done just ahead, that, yeah. just ahead of that. I don't know how, how what the what the status of that will be in the legislature. Right. But now, now, according to this, could uh, be something you'd have to vote for in the future. According to ten eleven, uh, the nine thousand dollars that Malacard now pays uh, in property tax would continue to be paid. Right, it's the increase above that. Right, which is going to be. Significant. fairly significant. Because yeah. yeah. there's, I mean, several thousand square feet. Not of, to say it's not a nice service station. It is. And very convenient. And I always appreciate their score predictions. That's the biggest thing that I'm going to miss from that and they, place, they have a, the football score prediction. And they have a great tailgate party there. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks fun. I've never been Matter invited fact, the, to the it. The last it time crazy. I drove a visiting team, we were at the Graduate, and they brought us over some coffee, I believe oh, it was, nice just to say thanks. Very nice. All right, let's see what else we got. Number four. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the federal government will not bail out Silicon Valley Bank, also known as SVB, but they're working to help depositors concerned about their money. Of course, FDIC insures deposits up to uh, $250,000, but many of the companies and wealthy people who use the bank had way more than that. Uh, She told CBS Face the Nation the situation was much different from the financial crisis of about 15 years ago. Good. Yeah, I hope she's right. <laughs> but they took a second bank in too. Well, yeah, I saw that signature one in New York. bank. Yeah, and uh, uh, and and Mark is from what I understand is happening is just you've got a run on people wanting to get their money out. You've got because of because of a variety of reasons, and that starts, and they don't have the assets to to back up. They don't have the liquid the money, assets. The yeah. liquid assets to to back that up. Yeah, yeah that's true. They were, I mean, they, they were, could. And then they've got to, you could sell bonds at a huge loss, but I guess they were heavily into to mortgage securities. So, oh, really? And you know those are those are not necessarily easy uh, to get rid of in a very quick manner. Yeah. So 
I haven't looked yet. Let's see. I guess maybe we haven't even got to that, but the stock market will be interesting today after all this. Oh, yeah. The, the bank stocks on Friday took it on the chin. I mean, well, no, they took it squared in the nose. Right, right. It was a, and it was no sucker punch. It was at, you know, point blank. Took them down. It'll be interesting to see if what if the if the FDIC what the FDIC is doing in these cases, in both of these banks where they're making sure everybody gets all their money. Well, if that's, just the insured amounts, the FDIC. I, I believe, but I believe I thought they were going they were going to go cover all of it based upon additional FDIC money is what I thought I understood. Now I could be wrong about that. I've read I read something along that line, but then I also read but, that. Well, that, the one thing they said is there will not be taxpayer money used at least for the right. time being and on, they are looking for this. a buyer uh, yes for all of those assets they'll and that, auction off those assets so, and, and that'll be a part of it too but will that be characterized as a quote-unquote bailout in this just whole thing? depends on whether it sells for at a discount wow the, right. the, the stockholders of the bank are the ones that are going to there are at greatest risk i guess would be let's that. just hope you know and and i don't know enough about the industry to have any idea but it's Let's just hope this is kind of a one-off deal and not something that we're hearing more about over the course of the coming weeks. Well, I hope it doesn't start a trend where people start to get uh, concerned about the, yeah, yeah. About the banking well, and that's, industry. And, and like, you know, I think Biden's talking about this today. His job one is going to be calm everybody down right. with this with this whole situation because, yeah, that's, that's when this happened. Everybody gets antsy at the same time. And they start pulling out. The banks can't hold up with. Again, I was I was talking to Caleb about this earlier. The thing it always reminds me of is, is the scene in "It's a Wonderful Life," right? When they're trying to get everybody, everybody's taking their money out, and they get right to five o'clock, and they're able to close the door and and be done with it. It's kind of like what now, was happening on a much larger scale. Now there was word out of England that the uh, you know, one of the banks, I believe it's HSBC, has purchased the uh, European version of SVB. So that okay. part is already taken care of. All right. And I think, uh, not to spend too long on this one, but it, it sounds too like the, the, the banks that are sort of being impacted right now are ones that are especially used by um, high tech. That use high tech startups and uh, those those sorts of things as, things as well. So it's maybe that industry that's particularly driving this right now. Right, but remember, if bank stocks tank, that can affect everybody's retirement accounts. Good point. See, just when things were getting better, too. Yeah. Starting to, at least. Number three. Nebraska State Auditor Mike Foley faulting the Nebraska Department of Transportation for lax tracking of employee travel and overtime expenses, as well as failing to address concerns raised a year ago about one particular worker Nebraska examiners got the complete report. One employee racked up hundreds of hours of overtime pay while using a state vehicle. Just some of the things that former uh, lieutenant governor, now back in his old job as state auditor, Mike Foley, has uncovered. An employee logged 737 hours of overtime in 2022, according to the Nebraska Examiner article. That's a lot. Seven hundred thirty-seven. I'm trying to. Br- I'm trying to break that down into actually. Uh, let's about see. Fifteen so, hours a week. About fifteen hours of overtime a week. Let me get my calculator. Yeah. How many hours did you say? Seven hundred thirty-seven divided that by fifty-two. Okay. There's my calculator. Somebody's doing it into their head faster than. That's right. Seven fifty-two. Div- ah. <laughs> 
152 divided by I mean, I 52. Can, I can do something close. It's about 14. 14.46. 14, yeah, okay. 14 and a half hours a week. And then we got just like a bunch of fuel purchases from a facility, didn't have documentation with it. A lot of miles on a state vehicle. A lot of, a lot of those sorts of things. You know, fully had this job a while back. I mean, yep. it was years ago. He became lieutenant governor. But he was very, I mean, he was... He was meticulous yes, and, and got a lot a done. that's a good word. Yeah, that's a, he uncovered that's a good a lot and, and made a lot of, of uh, savings for his state spending. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how the uh, DOT responds on these things. Moving on. Number two. Well, it's the top team for the Big Ten Conference not to make the NCAA tournament. Nebraska women's basketball did earn an automatic bid to the WNIT. I understand the uh, the pairings will come out today. Yeah, they're, those are expected to come out today. All right. and, I, and I would expect the uh, Nebraska women to be a seeded team in that as well, which means they'd get a host the first round. Oh, that'd be great. They were in this a few years ago, a couple years ago. Uh, lost to Colorado, if I recall. Yep, they, they, won, they won in the won. first round, then yeah. they lost to Colorado in the second. Yeah. Uh, overall, a disappoint, but a disappointing selection Sunday for both the men and the yep. women. I mean, I think the women it was unlikely, but you you would look at the bracketologies and they were maybe the fifth or sixth team out. Um, of the NCAA tournament. It, it's strange how similar, looking at different tournaments, the resumes were for the men's and women's Nebraska basketball teams. Because for the women, it was, you have these outrageously wonderful wins. 33 points at Illinois just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You won by 20-some or whatever at Maryland, who's a two-seed in the tournament back in December took a number one seed, Indiana, to overtime in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Like There were some really, really good wins and performances for this team, but there were also some really, really bad losses. Yeah. Then you look to the men's team and you go, well, wait a minute. There are some pretty good teams that they just beat. And you look at who's seeded in the NIT and you go, well, they went 2-1 and one against those teams. They played all three of them in a row. Yep. Yeah. But they, if, when they lost, they were losing by 15, 20, whatever. And they both had a devastating loss in the conference tournament. First round exit. Just, and you, they each win that game, and they may both be where they want to be. Right. Yep. At least at least continue. Well, women's second round play. exit, but on their first day. Neither, neither yeah. of them got a win in yeah, the Big first Ten game, tournament. First game in the Big Ten tournament. Both had a really close call with the number one team in the nation. Yeah, you're right. There's a yeah. lot of there. There's there so there. many similarities, but... But yeah, we'll, uh, the, the men end their season 16-16. and 16. The women, they'll find out who they're playing in the WNIT today. And My sarcastic, cynical self asks, was the selection committee made up of all former officials? <laughs> yeah, the, they were... I, I got to imagine the NIT, the men were maybe the next team in or one of the next They were one or two that, off, in yeah. In fact, had Yale... Had Yale won on Sunday, if you were following this, had Yale won, Nebraska might have been in. But they stole that last automatic bid mm-hmm. by losing in that game. So, anyway, we move on, and now uh, Casey Tomanaga watches. That, that's where we are. And heavy. Transfer Portal watch. I am already watching. There are teams just bleeding players good. with the Transfer Portal already. Well, that'll be, that'll be uh, hopefully, news in a good way here fairly soon. Number one. Well, today is National Napping Day, the day after daylight saving time returns. Of course, changing the clocks does not create extra daylight. Instead, it shifts the time of sunrise and sunsets. That can be uh, cause disruptions to our body clocks. Young children and pets do not adjust as easily. 
Certain work schedules do not permit easy adjustment. Uh, so Certain work schedules, right? Am I right? Jeez. Uh, are you going to take advantage of National Nap Day, Mark? Do you celebrate? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> to, to all those who observe? Good. All right. See, I, I've got a double whammy. I was actually on Atlantic Standard Time for a full week ahead of this. Which is the one east of Eastern? Right. Okay. So I was two hours, and then now we're just an hour, yes. so I had a two-hour time adjustment, came back, and then... So, I don't know. Very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> You're just moving clocks every which way. Yeah. It is nice, though. I think I only actually reset one clock, the clock in my car. Everything automatically everything automatically changes now. Our oven didn't. Or, uh, oh, yeah, I think my daughter did those. Microwave didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess I have those two, and that's about it. Well, here's the thing. Last March, we didn't change our oven. The whole, the whole time? <laughs> yeah. I've got a clock in the garage. Or, or, or when when it when it when we fell back, whatever it was, back in November. Right. There, we didn't change it, and guess what? Now it's right. <laughs> There's one uh like electronic marquee in town. I think they never even mess with the with daylight saving, whichever changeover it is, and it's it's wrong about half the year, and it's right the other half, so I mean so, it's still a pretty good average. Now I know you like data. Uh Swedish yeah. study found that a risk of having a heart attack increases in the first three weekdays following the switch. Jeez. Tiredness induced by the clock change. Main cause for increase in traffic accidents on the Monday following daylight saving time. And this Monday is also there were more workplace injuries and the injuries were of greater severity compared to other Mondays. And the start has also been linked to miscarriages for in vitro oh fertilization. Gosh. You're kidding me. Injuries, accidents, heart attacks, etc. Why are we changing the clocks? That's crazy. Because it might be dark for the kids in the morning. Yeah. Well, the other reason though, I think I think we the majority of people agree on not changing the clock. I think the thing that's going to hold it up is which one? which do we go to? We agree on not changing the clock. It's just where do we go? On on that I'll, whole thing. I'll reiterate, and since we if I, we can't agree on that, we're going to keep changing the clocks. I am team whichever one gets it done. I prefer daylight saving time, but if they come to a compromise and say, we're never changing again, but it's full-time standard, I'll let That's, it be. That, quite frankly, is my preferred. Because I tell you, the sun not coming up until 9.05 in the middle of winter is tough. Yeah, that's about when I... Uh get outside for the first time so. <laughs> we, we, we don't see it anyway yeah. <laughs> all right it's uh it's 754 i understand why other people feel that way though and especially with i used kid, to drive school bus kids who yeah and and picking up school and in rural america picking up kids uh, you know two hours before sunrise it's gonna uh, be tough man let's They're figure out there it in out the dark anyway fine go to fine just go to standard whatever <laughs> 21, you finally won me over. <laughs> we broke him. 21 degrees in the capital city on KLI. Wind chill nine. <laughs> when you- You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to bring Bill Stevan in from the Lead Center. It's been a, uh, been a busy month. We got more... Busy times at the Lead Center ahead, so we're going to discuss with him the things that we've got coming up at the Lead Center. 
And uh, I'm, I'm, I want to get back, maybe, Caleb, just a little bit more to this uh, daylight saving discussion because I feel like I'm, I'm going to lose out on this thing. But I will let you know what the implications are. Okay. What the implications would be, I've figured all of the times out. Oh, we're, going, oh, we're doing this. This is one of my... Yes. So I, I I'm love gonna, this I'm gonna, twice a if year. If you've got a position on this, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the implications of your positions are, and we can see if you're still going to stick to it on that. So we've got that coming up. I will let you know I am stubborn. <laughs> all right. That's coming up here during the 8 o'clock hour. It is 8 o'clock right now on KLIM Lincoln. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Our guest this segment is uh, Bill Steffen from the Lead Center. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing today? Good morning. Happy Monday. We were just, we were just reminiscing. It was... Uh, uh, with the Oscars happening last night, it was a year ago that the uh, the slap heard around the world happened. The the fu- the I don't know funniest or weirdest piece of trivia with that for me and a lot of other people in Lincoln is we learned about the slap happening that night from Elton John on stage at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Mm. He had taken a break during the show and stepped out, and apparently, I forgot that's where you were. And for he that. apparently got completely briefed on what happened. By someone in the back, and he had a costume change or something. Mm-hmm. He comes back out and tells everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what happened. I, I was there so that night. You were there too. Yeah, oh, you yeah, were there yeah, too. He broke funny, the yeah. news to us. Yeah, it was yeah, I, so. I forgot odd. about that. Yeah, yes. that's funny. <laughs> it is. It is very funny. So something in show business, kind of an odd crossover. Yeah, that we you had don't this little see. party there with his glasses. Yes. You know? Yes. Exactly. So. Uh, all right. Well, uh, how have things been going at the Lead Center? Um, it's been a fantastic year so far. It's just been um, really phenomenal. Um, last week we had, you know, over 6,000 kids from across the state at our Ajijak on Turtle Island, which is cranes in North America. And, um, it was so great, um, to have that program that integrated the cranes, which is such a big part of Nebraska, yeah. along with uh, Native American, um, music and storytelling and all Amer- uh, Native American cast. Um, from the New York area uh, presenting this show and the it was just great it was so Very wonderful cool. to see all the kids there and bunch of kids got uh, got to go to the lead center absolutely school. I'm sure they appreciated absolutely. that absolutely we love that yeah so it's it's been good and 
um, respect was a lot of fun. And looking forward, we still have a lot of the biggest shows of the year coming up. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you do also have uh, an announcement about next year's Broadway shows coming up later this week. Is yeah, that on Friday, right? on Friday we announced our full uh, Glencore Broadway series. Okay, um, and but we did give a little sneak peek in that we announced that Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin, is coming in October. Okay, so that'll kick off the musical off, season yep. next season. Yes, correct? and Aladdin, um, I've seen it. Three or four times, and it's phenomenal. Okay, it is phenomenal. Magic carpet flying around, and and he's, oh, is that for kids? Well, it's for everybody. It's, okay, you know, no matter what age you are, it's a fantastic show. Um, and, and you know, if you've seen Lion King or any of the big Disney musicals, they they put on the exceptional show. It's been running on Broadway for a really. It's one of the longest running really? shows on Broadway. Yeah, cool. still on, still running. So you can see it in New York. Or you could see or it in Lincoln. You, you can you can choose. Yes, you know whichever you want. Um, our parking is while people complain <laughs> about parking, our parking is way better at the Lead yeah. Center than New York, and you don't have to wait at the airport. No, you know that's a novel way to uh, to to respond to someone who complains about parking at the Lead Center. <laughs> it's way better than but New York City. You could go to Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding a parking spot yeah. to go to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and our I, prices are much more affordable that's too. Also true. Yeah, you can spend you know maybe. You know, sixty to ninety dollars, or you could spend one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, and you can go out to dinner beforehand and spend absolutely the, yeah, half as much. So yeah. you guys dropped a, a chandelier from the ceiling for Phantom. We did. Is a whole new world going to take place? Flying over everyone's seats. Absolutely. It's got magic carpets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. They're going to be flying. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Uh, so I know you won't. Uh, you're going to reveal all of the, the the musicals later this week. But how? Are, I mean, how are you feeling about what can you sort of just tell us generally about about uh, what's coming up next season? Well, lots of. Um, we have one show that is one of our favorite shows of all time. Okay. And it hasn't been at the lead for a long time. Okay. My personal favorite musical. Oh, you probably told me that yeah. before I should have listened. And, and so we'll be announcing that one. Um, we've got uh, several shows that have never been to the lead center before. Cool. And we've got one that has been to the Lead Center before. It's also one of my favorites, but not the favorite. Um, so, yeah, nice variety of, of, of programs next Very year. Very good. All right. We'll be... Uh, have we'll, a Nebraska premiere in there as well. One show that's never been to Nebraska. Okay. All right. We'll, so. we'll, be, uh, we'll be looking out for that on Friday. But let's look at what we do know about now, and that is the schedule coming up over the next several weeks at the Lead Center. It is very busy. I don't know, Bill. What do you want to start off with? Well, here? we could just do maybe calendar-wise. We've yeah. got Alvin Ailey, American Dance Theater, You know, the, the literally the greatest modern dance company in the world. Uh, coming back to Lead Center. Last time we had them here was in 2015. Okay. So, and uh, they're routing wise, they're hard to get in the Midwest. They they spend a lot of the time on the East Coast and the West Coast, and um, it's a, a pretty big company. And they're just artistically, there there's nothing like them. Uh, physically, they're solid muscle. Yeah. And and they're know, ju- seen, yeah, yeah they're just just incredible and we're so so thrilled to have them back at the Lead Center on March 21st and they will be doing Revelations. Um, and so that's what, you know, the piece that they're most well known for. That's okay. how it ends. And it, it, it's based, you know, on the, on the Bible story. Okay. And, uh, wow. um, but it's, uh, inspired by, I should right. say. Yeah. I will uh, I'll have to tell my daughter about that one. She's a big, she's big into dance. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this is, this is one of those groups that you do not want to miss. Yeah. Um, if, if you like, like dance at all, even, even if you don't like dance, this is a show that I, I promise you, you will you'll be inspired. I, I mean, I will. T- I've, I've seen just because she's such a fan and watches it on TV and stuff that like that modern dance without any word or anything else can be mm-hmm. like surprisingly emotional. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It tells a story. Yeah. The interesting thing about it is that it allows you to 
um, create your own experience in your head because you yeah. see the things and everybody There's interpretation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's really wonderful, um, you know, ex- experience for people. And um, yeah, it's just can't wait to have them back. Yeah. Uh, then the next musical coming up, uh, Book of Mormon. This is just uh, coming up in a few weekends. So. Yes. Um, it's funny that um, Entertainment Magazine um, said that it was the funniest musical of all time. And same thing that Jimmy Fallon said. Really? They like cha- the they, they, identical quotes. They're very cool. Yeah, which is so, is so funny. So uh, that's 24 through 26, yes. right? And, and in it the is, weekend. Yeah, and it is selling really quick. Um, so if you want to come to the Book of Mormon, I, I do suggest you get your tickets early. Don't wait till the day of. Um, and uh, we have uh, um, five performances, um, March 24th through the 26th. Okay. And uh, it's... it's uh, this is only the second time we've had Book of Mormon. Yeah, I thought it, it had been a few years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought so, but I know people really liked it. So good job. Yes, um, it, it does have, you know, some adult content. Ah, keep um, in mind. You know, so, you know, if you bring in the, the, ki- the kids, um, you know, just want to probably read a little bit more about the show before you bring them. Good call. And so just want to give, give that um, FYI out right. there. All right. What do we have uh, coming up after that? Well, um, we've got this gentleman named Yo-Yo Ma returning I've to heard the of him. Center. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, we this is his first visit since the 25th anniversary as well. Okay. And uh, with Catherine Stott, um, his his cohort on the piano, and um, we we're so he's one along with Wynton Marcellus, one of the most frequent artists that we've had at the Lead Center. Yeah. And he's just you know most celebrated classical musician in the world. Yeah. And yeah. so we're we're thrilled to have it's him back. It's pretty impressive to say that you guys have gotten him multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Bringing him back again. It is. It is. It's it's been uh um he's one of my favorite personal artists. I mean, beyond what he does on stage, he's just, you know, as a person, he's one of the kindest, thoughtful people I've ever met. And for people who haven't been to a show like that, you know, I mean, you're like, okay, it's a you know, a cellist. What? How does that? What's that like? What's a show of his like? How would sure, you describe sure. it? Well, it's it's music. You know, so there's yes. no singing and right. no lyrics. But it's it's one of those things that you listen to what he's playing and it just transport you transports you to whatever he is doing. Mm-hmm. So it can go from joy a joyful dance and something that's really uplifting to something that's beautiful and reflecting and it's just it's. He's so expressive. That's the thing that I, I I don't know of an artist that's more expressive, and he his whole body, you know, becomes part of his playing along you know with his cello, and it's mm-hmm. just it's so inspiring to watch and listen to. It's just not often you get to see somebody who is the greatest in the world at something do absolutely that thing, right, absolutely. which is basically what this is. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. All right, what else you want to talk? Well, about? I'm I'm really excited on April Fool's Day, and this was intentional. April Fool's Day, we have Cirque Alphonse Animal. And this is the farm meets Cirque. And so it's all these the- these farm themes. Finally. Yeah, finally, <laughs> yeah. And what better place than Nebraska to have a farm Cirque show? You know, because now the stage gets to meet Ag. I see the promotional picture in there. It appears to be like a gold-plated tractor on this. This is fascinating. Yeah, there's a tractor, everything. It's all come the chickens. You know, there's all kinds of fun farm themes. It's upside down. It's in the air. It's flying. It's it's crazy. And um, I, I this is a brand, a fairly new production. 
Right. Um, it's the first time ever in Nebraska. Right. And um, I saw this troupe do a different production in New York, and they were just fabulous. And it, it's, they have a lot of comedy. There's a lot of comedy in the show. There's also, you know, as with many of the Cirque companies, there's a lot of physical shock yeah. and awe. Yeah. Just like, oh, my gosh, how yes. do they do that? That's crazy. I bet. You know, and just amazing things. So it's, it's a very family-friendly show. So bring, bring all ages to the show. And, you know, we love ag and farms here in Nebraska. Yes. And so what better thing Good to do than to have a Cirque Farm show and then it's on April Fool's Day. So uh-huh. what better way? I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't always celebrate April Fool's Day other than maybe a little joke. Yep. But you could really go all out this year. Go see the... And, uh, yeah. Go um, see the uh, Cirque Alphonse Cirque animal. Alphonse animal. All right. Uh, what else we have? Well, we got the Hunter Tones coming back to, to Lincoln. Um, they are from Brooklyn and they're a brass jazz band. Um, they do this wonderful mashup of Michael Jackson tunes. Um, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember you talking about this one when you guys first booked them, and it sounded really, I mean, it sounded really cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, they, they, they perform some classic jazz songs as well, but they, um, are very, fun for, if you like good music and you like entertainment they have choreography and mm-hmm. got a little flashing lights and it's just a fun great musical show it's not too per, super deep and there's a few reflective beautiful songs but it's mostly fun okay. it's fun upbeat music um you know kind of a party party band yeah you know Very cool and so that's gonna be a lot of fun on on april 13th and then finally i think this is the show we've waited the longest for. I don't know of, of another show That's right. that has that has w- that we've waited so long for. But Madagascar was on our schedule in 2020. Yes, and it's 2023. And so people who have their tickets that say 2020, they're still good. And it's finally coming. The animals you've got to move it, move it. Um, the original costumes from the production on the West End. Um, and it's it's it follows the you know the the movie. Fairly closely on the the plot and, and all the characters and um, Pixar and uh, we're excited to have it um, at the Lead Center for the first time on April fifteenth. Yeah, so this one obviously is one that kids will enjoy. Absolutely, yes. it, it's for all ages and it's a perfect show to bring the kids to. We have two performances that day. Okay, so we have a matinee and an evening, and um, we still have tickets available for that one. So, um, and you know, it's really cool because of you know, it's something that you know, you don't see very often that particular musical produced. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, you know, and so I'm, I'm really excited about seeing it for the first time Very and cool. love all the songs and the choreography. And, and anytime you get costumes from like the, like the Broadway costumes or the West End costumes, you know that they're like, they just wow you. Yeah. And you kind of forget how cool like costumes can be. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the, all the animals. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so like those are like like when you like if you if you had the tour of Lion King, yes. you think about those that's, costumes. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah, the, those are amazing. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. And, and Madagascar, it's a, it's a similar level. So cool. Well, that that gets us through the next month, and that you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna get you on again next month sometime before we before we go even further. That's only a month worth of shows. Though. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh just gives you an idea of how busy things are, and and obviously some great things coming up too. Uh, I do want to ask. Again and remind people. So Hamilton coming in August too. That's one obviously that people are talking about. Absolutely, as to the other ones. What do, when you get questions? What do people need to know about Hamilton if they want to see well, it? Well, for one thing, is it's not sold out. Okay, it's not that's sold what I out. Was wondering, yeah, and the reason why it's because you can't buy individual tickets still. Okay, um, you can only buy it as part of a package. However, that's going to change soon. So we're coming up on on that date. It's going to be next month, and single tickets will be available. Okay. 
And however, you can get a jump on all the season ticket buyers and get the very, some of the very best seats, particularly for the second weekend and during the week, um, by becoming a, a subscriber. And all you have to do is if you, if two of the shows that we talked about today, mm-hmm. plus a bunch of American Ballet Theater and buying Clyburn, um, Jagged Little Pill. Yep. If one of those is appealing to you, package it with another sh- package it with Hamilton. Just three shows you can get so buy your Hamilton tickets two shows today. Plus Hamilton, and you can have those tickets today. Reserved and you, today. And literally, I mean, you can get like the very best seats right really? now. Well, okay. just and that's gonna it's gonna go fast. Yeah, once really you open fast. up the single tickets, absolutely, you expect this to sell out fairly quickly. Yeah, I do, right? I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we'll do some pre sales. So you know, if you want to join the Friends of Lead, if you don't want to buy three shows, you could join the Friends of Lead, and then you get a, a pre sale opportunity. Um, you know, to buy before the general public. So there's a few ways you can get Hamilton tickets before before the mass crazy day. August 2 through 13 is when that's running. So several yes. shows, but the, like Bill says, probably won't be uh, tickets left for uh, a whole lot longer. Yeah, you want to be in the room where it happens. Yes. Don't throw oh, away your you shot. Go. Oh, God. There yeah. you go. Just throw it in the random quotes. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, hey, thank you so much, Bill. Everybody, uh, check out leadcenter.org. Get tickets to any of those shows that Bill was talking about. You want to get that package and include Hamilton, you can do it all there. And uh, excited for a great month of shows, Bill. We'll talk to you again in a few weeks. All Thank right. Thank you so much. There you go, Bill Steffen from the Lead Center. And going to get going here with some big stuff in the month of March and April. All right, we're going to grab a break right now. Caleb's got to check sports plus a bunch of madness results. That's coming up next on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3 KLIA. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And- you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us on this Monday morning, March 13th, 2023. 20 degrees in the capital city. Uh, it is 838, even though your clock in your car might still say 738. I can God, confirm I have not updated you, the one in my car. It is 838. <laughs> I don't know if you've got them all fixed yet in your uh, house. It was the... It was the oven and the microwave and the car are the three that we need to get done, I think, primarily. The I think that's about it. I mean, we maker. never set our curing time, and we never even had that. <laughs> it's blinking 12 o'clock and has been for years. The only reason we set the coffee maker is because we we have it uh, all set up the night before so that it's got oh, an so automatic time. Wow, look at you guys. And, Look at you guys. Well, we try to live the high life yeah, where we can. That that's I I think I have three clocks in my life now that have to be adjusted. That's it. No more no no alarm clocks. No, I mean, the only other things I look at my are my phone and my smartwatch for the time, for the most part. But of course, 
Uh, I just heard somebody coming in the back door and and said, "Oh God, I hate this week." The week after <laughs> turning the clock yeah. ahead, and it's I, just, I love people showing up four hours after me, five hours after Mark, going, Ugh, "I hate this week." And just, just <laughs> there's plenty of disdain going around right now, which always renews the discussion: Is it time we stopped changing the stupid clocks? And everybody's got an opinion. Uh, I have I have been on Team Daylight Saving Time along with Marco Rubio for quite some time. I don't. That's know. That's the pairing everybody knows. I don't know knows th- in this world, Jack Mitchell and Marco, Marco Rubio. Rubio. So many things. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I can get on the full time standard bus. We'll see. I don't. I think I'd be okay with continuing to change the clocks more than go to full time standard. I don't get that bug. Like the the. I don't. It doesn't hit me as hard as it seems to a lot of people, just the uh-huh. act of the clock changing. Like, the nature of it doesn't annoy me. What annoys me is December nights at 4.30 at night when it's dark. That's what <laughs> annoys me. Yeah. That's the worst. Uh, for me, that's my biggest driving force. Everybody has something different. But I wanted to everyone to know the implications of their position on this. If you're going into work today and you're claiming... It's time to go to full-time daylight. It's time to go to full-time standard. Do you know just exactly what that world would look like? Okay. Let's delve into it. A did few- you like pull up an old tweet or an old Facebook Yes, post? I did. I put, It was years ago. I went through and I took Lincoln sunrise sunset times for the first day of each month. Okay. So I just took the standard sunset sunrise times for the first day of each month and then I uh I adjusted them for full-time standard and full-time daylight just to see what it would look like. So, you know, as it as it stands now, the current system um on like on April 1st sunrise will be at 7:09 a.m. That's where that's where it will be. Um and then it starts really quickly to get earlier and earlier mm-hmm. after as we get further and as it is now, we have some days uh, in in June, if you're a little late to work, we actually have sunlight when I when I get here to work, which is about about three weeks every year that can happen. So here's what it would look like if you did what I want to do, and that is go to full time daylight. The sleep experts say don't do this. I still would kind of like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so of course the summer wouldn't wouldn't change. Summer would be the same. Starting now we'd we'd be the same. The time that would change is after. November or whatever, the day that you flip back up until March. Yeah, no, November, December, January, February. Yes. So what does that mean? That means if you're in full-time daylight, for November 1st, sunrise is at 7.57 a.m. Sunset is at 6.22 p.m. December 1st, sunrise is at 8.31 a.m., so we just would have had it. So, so it already moved... 30 minutes over yes. the course of 30 days. Yes. And sunset would be 5.50 on December 1st. Okay. January 1st, sunrise at 8.51 a.m. So we're just a week from the shortest day of the year yeah. here. Uh, 8.51 would be sunrise, but you've got sunlight until 6.10 Okay. You got so you got sunlight until six ten in that situation. 
Uh, that's the worst it gets in terms of... So that's the latest it's rising at 8.51. So we would still not... If it were January, we'd still be in some darkness right now. How weird would that be? Could you handle that? How much would it impact kids going to school and those sorts of things? Uh, you know, and, and then, by the way, once you get to February, it's back at 8.35 a.m. So how, how you, does- you've got a full... You do have a full one, two... And then by March 1st, it's at 8 a.m. You do have a full about three months if school starts at 8. And it varies. I know yeah. when it starts. But if it starts at 8, then a full three months of going to school in the dark. So I know that that's one of the big arguments uh, against daylight saving time, besides the, the sleep and um, what those experts say. Do they manage? Like, are they fine in these northern countries or Alaska? Oh, that, when they that, have extended that, it, that whatever it's going to be, it's darker when their kids go to school, right? Do they manage, or is this just a, a first world American problem mm-hmm. that we bring up? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't have the I don't have the answer to that. But by uh, by April first, you'd be back. I mean, you you well, you'd be where we are now, right? You'd be at seven oh seven oh nine, what it is, and then. Um, and then in the summer, you'd be, like I said, where we were, where it's raising, the sun's coming up before 6 a.m. on the longest days of the year. Okay, so that's full-time daylight. What are the implications for full-time standard? Well, full-time standard, November to March, that's what we've got. Right. Right? And so that uh, or, or, uh, that, so that would uh, change things a little bit. The summer is what would be interesting here um, with with this whole thing. Well, the whole thing would be. Here's what you're getting with full-time standard. In in the summer, instead of the sun going down, like, for instance, under full-time daylight, sunset on July 1st is 9.01 p.m. Okay. That's 8.01 p.m. on July 1st in full-time standard, obviously. Okay? Go back a month, June, sunset at 7.52 p.m. May, sunset at 7.23 p.m. Okay, April sunset at six fifty one p.m. And so, how how much weirder would summer feel without it staying light really late into the night? Because you would lose that, right? That'd be gone with full time standard. What what are the uh, what are the sunrises on those? So the sunrises are uh, <laughs> in uh, on June June first four fifty seven a.m. All right. Well, I mean, July first, four fifty nine a.m. People are going to start getting up a little earlier. August first, five twenty three a.m. Get those blackout curtains. Yes, that is uh, that's early. That's over an hour earlier than any sunrise time that we've got right now. So, are, so are any of these are any of these palatable? Like, do you, again, let's say summer during standard time. April six oh nine a.m. to six fifty one p.m. May five twenty four a.m. to seven twenty three p.m. June four fifty seven a.m. to seven fifty two p.m. July four fifty nine a.m. to eight oh one p.m. August five twenty three a.m. to seven forty one p.m. That's full time standard. Or are you worried about the full time daylight thing, where you've got in January sunrise at eight fifty one a.m. and goes down at six ten. I'm afraid nobody's going to fully get on either of these enough for it to ever change. I think it might. I don't know. I think there's going to be so much division before either of those that you're just not going to. It's going to stay where it is because nobody can get on with one or the other.
don't know how you guys feel about that. I'm interested. I, text I, us in to 402-471-1400. Still want. hearing those, I much prefer the full-time daylight saving time. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you. But I will still say, if it did end up being full-time standard, man, I'd deal with it. Yes. Um, a couple of texts that have come in. Panhandle Steve said, yes, daylight saving time. Lillian said, leave the clocks on standard time. <laughs> I prefer earlier sunlight. If darkness is a problem at some times of the year, just adjust school times. That have businesses choose to have different operating times as well. Wait, she's saying standard, but she also suggested changing school times? Yeah. Okay, well, stan- oh, that's interesting. Because if standard, you sort of save the, the issues with school times. Right. Um, but I do, I, I, I do wonder, yeah. Aaron says, I say we revolt, don't switch back in the fall, civil disobedience. <laughs> that was, somebody asked that, what if, what if a, a sect of Americans <laughs> just decided to keep operating <laughs> on daylight saving time come November? Uh, this one doesn't have a name, but it says teacher here. If we had sunrise after 830, we'd turn first period, which is already rough with high schoolers, into a living hell, getting them there and remotely awake. <laughs> I bet. That's probably fair. That is probably fair. Ooh, I like this one. Chris Nalatha says, if you went to permanent standard, you could start fireworks earlier on 4th of July. If you were to vote. Because it'd be darker a little bit earlier. Oh, that's true. That's actually true. That's a weird little benefit, but that's a good point. Right? That's actually a good point. Uh, Shane says, go permanent daylight saving time. Also permanently shift school t- start times back by one hour. When the sun Maybe goes that's down, the my answer. body says it's time for bed. Maybe that's the answer. Now, I will say the the one thing I remember when I had young kids, too, the, the one thing that I do remember is trying to get them to bed, to go to bed when it was still light outside. Uh-huh. That was rough. Right. That was always rough. Blackout curtains are phenomenal. Yeah, I don't have any of those. Just really locking down what how much light is available in those bedrooms. Uh, Rick Stein Recognition text line, you can let us know, 402-479-1400. Uh, Brickhouse Chris says, let's just split by 30 minutes and go that full time. So I didn't do a... I didn't do a simulation for that or whatever but that would make you know the so that would make the worst that would make january 1st the sunrise at 8 uh 21 instead of 8 51 that would be and that would be right. the latest man that in just, that area so the maybe a few minutes later but that's about it i'm not against that i'm just trying to think of how complicated that would get to have everyone's clock just go all right now Jump forward 30 minutes. But we would only do it once. I know. I know we would only do it once, but it feels Y2K-ish to me. Okay? Uh, Mosh Pit Chad says, count me in for full-time daylight saving time. Who wants a sunset at 4.30 in the winter? Yeah. 4.59 on December 1st. It does get earlier than that, though, as you go further into December. Number one, Debbie, I like full-time daylight saving time. I hate the winter when it's dark before five with standard time. I'm with, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. Here, again, you ju- here's what you have to eat along with that, though. You got to take an almost 9 a.m. sunrise during the, the shortest parts of the, uh, shortest day parts of the year, during the beginning of winter mm-hmm. and the end of fall. One T bread also saying split the difference. Yeah. And and if you want to say standard, the thing that you've gotta you've gotta accept is four fifty seven AM sunrise and then 
summer nights that end in June at, at basically at eight o'clock instead of nine uh-huh. o'clock or or just before eight o'clock. Panhandle Steve Man, ad- continuing tough. to advocate for standard time so that drive-in theaters can start earlier too. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I mean, what does that summer look like? How how negative of a thing is that in the summer if you go full time standard with the sun setting at eight between seven thirty and eight most so, of the summer instead of between eight thirty and so nine. I get more baseball games, softball games under the lights. Cool. The hard part I find with that with an earlier sunset is getting off of work, maybe having dinner, and then going to like say a park. Like taking the kids to the park or something, uh, where where now you're trying to beat a le- one hour less on when the sunset is going to actually happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're if that if you're cutting it close with that, I can see that as a reason. <laughs> Chicken rich, I don't care. Just pick one. Right. That's that's what some people think too. They're just tired of the changing mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting. Uh, uh, that's an interesting deal with the. With the sum, would that be just in isolated? Would you like summer? Would you like summer sunsets to be an hour earlier? I, I know you just basically said no, but I wonder. Well, how well other no, no, no. Think. Like, I like that's one of the things that I could see finding an issue with. I'm okay with the sunsets being earlier. Yeah, I don't think I have a huge problem with that. That's not the part of it that I've got a problem with. Um, eight o'clock. That's, I don't think I would you feel disappointed when the summer got here if the sun set an hour earlier? I don't know that I would. I I don't think I would either because it would still feel that, like summer, especially I'm it's it's the self- early sunsets in December that 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 stink about that like, plan, right? That's selfishly, I'm up anyway. So so the sun setting a little bit earlier isn't really going to impact me a whole lot. May, maybe for a lot of us, we start to just get up earlier as, as a whole. Maybe, maybe if you're, a, uh, if you're doing out, if you're doing night things, you know, playing baseball or something, I guess it gets cool an hour qu- more quick, quickly and getting into it. Yeah. Here's what a new one on the Rick side recognition text line from Pat. How about we just continue with what we're doing now? It's not that big of big of a deal to change the clocks. I tend to, I tend to agree with that. I think we're in the minority though, Pat. I, do, <laughs> I think we're in the minority. I think people hate it. I don't. I just take the early sunsets. That's that's all. That's the one thing I'm trying to get rid of. It's not the act of changing the clocks I'm trying to get rid of. It's the depressing nature of winter. Yeah. I well, on me, changing clocks is whatever. It's dealing with dogs and kids that now aren't able to adjust as easily that's, as I yeah. am as an adult. Yeah, yes. A couple more real quick here. Scott Not Molly says favor the later summer night because people are outside. No one's outside in the winter. Yeah. Scott, not Jeff, says, let's go full-time daylight saving time since that's what my VCR microwave and alarm clock are all set to, <laughs> don't, so I don't have to change them now again. We don't, we... <laughs> uh, and then Mike R. says, sunrise, sunset times get really interesting if you live close to the time zone lines. Right. And that, so these were all in Lincoln. Uh, the, if this is a national debate, these are all different uh, in other places, Yep. Um, which he's referring to there as well. So... Panhandle Steve says younger kids should be in should be in by in bed by eight anyway. Yeah, I know it's just, it's it's tough though when it, the sun's out, right? Right. Yeah. 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 That yeah. might help. 
Yeah, that, I see what he's saying. So he's saying the full-time standard might help with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right, 855. Uh, we'll wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 21 degrees in the capital city as we wrap things up. Uh, thank you for all the texts on daylight versus standard time. Continues to divide people. We're hearing from all sides on this. I just wanted to tell you what, what it means. If you've got the position that you've got, what it means exactly. If you're a, if you're if you really are a full time standard person, are you are you able to say okay to four fifty seven AM sunrises? If you're a full time daylight, are you really okay to saying okay to eight fifty one AM sunrises? Yes and yes. You want all of them. What if we just reverse them? <laughs> yes, can, can we actually just... That's the one option that hasn't been... We go to standard during the summer, daylight during the winter. Yes. Or vice versa, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Do give, give me that one. That's the chaos one. <laughs> Nobody... Yeah, that is... Uh... The worst of both worlds. All right, that's it for the show. Joe Jordan, John Baylor, join us tomorrow. More Much Madness results as well. Vote now at KLIN.com. It is 9 o'clock on KLIN. Lincoln.